When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster Sampler that includes all the meat in four sides. Mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corn, or beans. Yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more info. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Tuesday. It's 545. It's time for the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. Brett Fessley. Big Dick Toledo. Let's do this thing. Uh, I am uh, cloud nine in right now. I bet. It's great watching. Uh, what, what we affectionately in my circle of Steeler friends uh, call Lamar Jackson Corky because he does look like he rode a shorter bus to school than anyone else. And to watch Corky suffer two losses essentially last night, to have to say good game twice because the game got so goofy at the end that they thought it was over and they had to go back and make another play and then it went to overtime and it got weird. Classic uh, yep. the mojo. Oh, it was oh, just boy, it was a weird thing. But watching Lamar fumble, oh, gave the game back. Then in the overtime, fumbles again. Oh, gave it's just watching Corky lose is it's a it's a good twenty four hours for me before I can come down off of that. What a game last night! What a weird, what a great opener. Yeah, but a horribly played football game. Like the the Raiders are a poorly coached football team, which hurts me to say because I like John Gruden, but all the false starts and the confusion and an offense uh, seventy. What is it, Ste- or Steedman, huh? or uh, the one offensive tackle who had Leatherwood, Leatherwood, the, the rookie. He shouldn't eight, have been playing eight penalties last year. Yeah, we had seventeen in two years. So yeah. in college, but he, I mean, he shouldn't have been in there. They're doing that out of necessity, and he's you know he's a people mover, he's a giant, but. They're just, I mean, snaps going by the quarter. You're like, this team, and then the Ravens go ahead, and they decide to be equally as inept. And it was just one of those games of just every once in a while something would pop and you get points on the board, but it was really ugly football. Fun uh, to watch. Well, the ending was. The yeah. game itself was garbage. You know what was fun, though, and I don't know if you watched it this way, was uh, Peyton and Eli calling the game. Oh, I didn't. I forgot uh, about there, that. It's, here's the problem, though. Traditional broadcast team, you know, you got Steve Levy and Lewis and uh, and. Uh, greasy 
And so you're watching the traditional Monday night football team, and they've gone very football heavy information the way baseball has. Like the, oh, the really? analyst, oh. yeah, the analyst is all about statistics and analysis and sabermetrics and all that. Football guys, these guys don't have much fun. Tear jerking stories. Well, they love to tragedy porn you. But they don't have much energy in the booth as far as, like, you can tell these guys go drinking after the game and there's stories to tell about its basic stats, figures, what this play is, all that. There's no real personality. Um, you flip over to ESPN2, and I don't know if they're going to do an ESPN2 every time or if this was a tease for ESPN+, Plus. but Eli and Peyton are sitting in studios uh, you know, somewhere else, not at the stadium, watching the game. And just goofing around. And they had Charles Barkley, Ray Lewis, Russell Wilson, Travis Kelsey, just Zoom. It was a Zoom meeting. But what it is, is, and to people like me who like a good old-fashioned Harry Carey traditional drunken broadcast, it's the new way to have that, which is the YouTube gamer stuff, the Twitch thing. Right. Where two dudes are just watching something else and commenting on it. So it to, to traditionalists like me, no lie, this is sloppy. It's ugly. The t- you know every once in a while you hear a guy go commercial break, and then, oh, really? and then right in the middle of a sentence it would just end because it's there's no you know there's no production value to it at all. They're they're in two you know side by side picture in picture screens, and then the third person would pop in. But and it was the sound was bad. The uh, the they couldn't hear each other very well. They, you know they were talking a lot while like you guys. said gamer style. It was gamer style. It's yeah. exactly what that is. And and my friends like this is garbage. It's you can't, and I'm like, it's the future. This is what it's going to be like if you want entertaining broadcasts. The networks can't afford to do this because Charles Barkley and Travis Kelsey's cussing, and Eli's like, I knew it, I knew it, I knew this would happen. Like he got excited that somebody was saying the s bomb because he's like, I knew when we did this, I warned him that this was going to be a thing. And Travis, whoops, and it was, you know, it was just this free for all of buddies watching a game, which was fun. Flip back over to ESPN, and it's just the old. You know, it's the new traditional. style traditional broadcast of three men in a booth telling you about the game. But Eli and, and Peyton were fun. And all I could think was pay these two and put Steve Levy between the Manning brothers and call this game. There was a great moment. Eli Manning, just in the middle of the game, is talking to Ray Lewis. And he goes, hey, Ray, Ray, you know how Peyton's head looks, right? And Peyton's like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, and he goes, geez. what would you rather have? A game-worn Peyton Manning helmet full of quarters or just $10,000 cash? <laughs> 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 and Peyton's like, all right, that's it. And they just started going back and forth on each other. I'm like, that's missing. That's yeah. what's missing from a fun broadcast. The old Did they have um the messaging scrolling? Like people could No, they did have tweets like every once, but it, they but yeah. they were in charge of what came in. Gotcha. So like Archie Manning said Oh, that's true, because they yeah. wouldn't be able to Yeah. Peyton said don't don't uh your mom says you're touching your face too much and scratching your head. So he's like, Well, if it itches and he's you know, he's kind of joking about that. But it was it wasn't but again, it's the it's the way everybody under the age of twenty five is watching everything, which is two picture in picture boxes watching somebody else do stuff, and it makes sense for football. I guess it makes sense for gaming. Although to me, watching someone not move and perform something, and not move to call that is odd. Like I always thought it was weird that the the people who've made a fortune off of calling people playing video games. You're, it doesn't. It's still my head doesn't wrap around that really. Or watching like, yeah. them play as they're calling, right? Because yeah. you're talking about and and there's some stuff that those guys do in gaming that's amazing. My uh, my buddy Winston does. He Twitch games, but he's talking while he plays. Like you watch Winston play the game, and he and his friends that are on there with it comment, and it can be pretty funny. 
and then it turns into a just nothing about the gaming. They right. do these little skits Which or little challenges. And, sure. Because why not? Yeah. So that's kind of what that Peyton and Eli thing. You can see you can see the clumsy attempt to capture that audience. And it is very clumsy because they don't have I mean the sound was gar- Eli had a fire alarm go off in the middle of it for no reason. They couldn't fix it. Uh, Ray Lewis was in his Zoom coming through an iPad that was kind of noisy and it wasn't good as far as like, wow, this is really top-notch there on top of it. Russell Wilson started a story, and then uh, Eli just said, uh, yeah, we're, I think this is – and then it goes to commercial, and we never heard the end of that story. It was just over. Like, at that point, it was just over. And and then in the middle of another story, Russell Wilson told – Peyton said, can you stay for the overtime? It was like a slumber party. A kid just come running in from the kitchen. Can you stay for the overtime? And he's like, if you guys need me to, i got to watch a bunch of film, but if you want me to stay, I'll stay. I, I, you know, To talk to Peyton and Eli Manning, I'll do it. Okay, cool commercial and i'm like well he was in the middle <laughs> yeah. of, of a thing but it was better it was better now i want to watch yeah. it. And, and, and i'll tell you it's it was entertaining at the very least they had a problem with like while you're watching the game you can't hear how loud it was at allegiant stadium which was loud evidently that thing on my tv on the espn abc broadcast that was pumping through pretty loud but they didn't have the sound up for the game they're kind of uh um slave to what the what the network is showing as replays and all this other stuff. They were great. It was, you probably would never watch it though if it was your team playing. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I don't I don't care who's calling the game. It's anyway. not distract. As long as it's not Dan because you, you're watching the game. So I much. actually you might be right because it is, I would want to focus on. Yeah, it's more. You know, it kind of loses the. Uh, I want it on the full screen. Yeah, I think that's the only reason. So, I'd love to hear Peyton and Eli call the game. But. Yeah. So where was this? Where do you where do you well, tap into that? Last at? night it was on ESPN. I don't know if they're going to do it on or ESPN two. Okay. I don't so, know if it's on ESPN two all year. Or if they're going to move it to that ESPN Plus thing, you got to go online. So the game's on ESPN, the regular game, regular broadcast on ESPN One and ESPN. Okay, yeah, and and ABC. They for some reason ABC had it again last night. So, but it was it was definitely uh, fun to watch. I had my first bad beat in the uh, FanDuel. Oh, it's my first bad beat. Going to beat Mo Money Pond today or what? (laughs) No, 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 wasn't that bad. Not a financial bad beat, but uh, oh my god, this afternoon (laughs) this was the win. So in the beginning of the game, Anthony from Eric's Family Barbecue hate. He's a Steeler fan too. Hates the Ravens. And he placed a series of bets that amounted to a $10,000 win. And I wasn't going to bet anything. And, I'm, and it's just Lamar Jackson is under 250 yards. The over-under on the game goes here, this, and that. And he had them all. And he's like, if I hit all of them, it's ten grand. If I, if I hit one, I make my money back. And he it was created just, his own parfait. He made, made a beautiful <laughs> Eric's Family Barbecue peanut butter parfait. <laughs> it, was just a, it, was, it wasn't even a parlay. They didn't all have to hit to make it work. Oh, gotcha. It was one at a time. But if all 10 hit, 10000 bucks. So I'm like, all right, I'll do some dumb ones too. So I went on and did, uh, was it uh, Ingold, the, the kid that we met, the fullback uh, that was at the Guns N' Roses. Oh, yeah. Ingold scores a touchdown. Derek Carr has a rushing touchdown, or Henry Ruggs catches a touchdown. Henry Ruggs catching a touchdown was $100. $50 bet doubles. Big deal. Uh, Carr was 550 for a $50 bet if he scored on the ground, and Ingold was 900 That came close. So at the end of the game, yeah, overtime, I'm like, there's sneak, Derek Carr on the, the inch line. They're going to run four quarterback sneaks. Get the first one, didn't quite make it. Leatherwood. All you got to do is three more of those, and Derek's getting in. And they had every intention of doing another quarterback sneak. And then it wasn't Leatherwood's fault. Derek Carr did a hard count yeah. on the inch line. You're trying to draw the defense off for half a distance to the goal when you're an inch away from the goal. Stupid. So he does a hard count. His offensive lineman jumps. They go back five yards. Next play is an interception, and you're like, I, 
I was in. That was a $500 win. I think that I think that's called the bad beat. I think I'm still in the bad beats with that. Bad beats are usually when the point spread gets beat up yeah. or like a gambler's number gets hit. But that I got to call that a bad beat. But there it was at the end and then uh, watching Lamar Jackson slink off the field with dopey face. And Peyton was openly cheering against the Ravens. I don't think he likes them. He was like, come on, Derek Carr. You... And they scored the touchdown. He's like, yes! Like he openly hates the Ravens, which I kind of liked. Absolutely. Unless I was a Ravens fan, but then just turn it to the other broadcast where they're being fair. But it is. I think that's the future of of uh, sports broadcasting. To bring it back to what you like and what I like. You, yeah. You're a Sox fan, so Hawk Harrelson. Oh, yeah. Being great. a homer and kind of. Yep. I want him yelling at the other team. I want, getting yeah. mad. Yeah, getting oh, yeah. mad. Against, this guy's always throwing at everybody's head. Get him off the field. Yep. I love Hawk Harrelson. Now, his foot, I can't think of anybody. Has football ever had anything like that other than this Homers? new way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the only thing Wolfley. I don't like about that. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I mean. Yeah. But there's a, entertaining. The yeah. thing yeah. that bothers you <laughs> about the point. Homer call. Yeah. Homer call's fine, but when they're doing something bad and they're making yeah. excuses for it. Yeah. I like, 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 oh, well, you know. Oh, no, no. I don't like that. I don't like that. Right. Like, Hawk would call a Sox guy out if he was, oh, if yeah. he was screwed up. He'd, you know, he'd See, call always, it out. I always said a Homer guy was a fan, an apologetic broadcaster. Is not a homer. He's just a, he just doesn't know what he's doing. I don't want to be. I don't want an apologist. I want somebody who's out there calling the game as I see it. Like you know, I'm I'm down on Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think he should be out there for the Steelers and all the guys at at my uh, you know watching the games with me. Like, wow, what a what a joyful experience it's going to be watching with you for 18 weeks. And I'm like, hey, the dude is a statue. He's one reading out. Now I'm you know I'm making sense. Yeah, and I think they hate hearing. You're being it. a wet blanket. I'm, to them. I'm I'm wet blanketing Ben because yeah. he's a legend. I have the nerve to say, hey. He's he's our problem. Little overdue. This defense is championship caliber. The rest of the team might be. He's the issue. Like, he has to be perfect this year. If he has a bad game at like the first half, and you know, you want that. You want somebody to say, "I love everything that's going on," but this dude is going to kill us. So uh, that was kind of what was going on with Peyton and Eli, and it was fun. So I have a feeling if that gets any legs underneath it. You'll see that thing start to. What if the a numbers are higher on that? Well, it's that better names. Hilarious. I mean, the Manning brothers calling. I mean, when you get guests that are popping in on Zoom, and they're talking about helmets full of quarters or ten thousand dollars. Which I mean, to think that, that Peyton's helmet is so big that all quarters would have would amount to ten grand. Would you just take that or the ten thousand? All right, all right. It was great, but that's why I grew up a Cub fan and yeah. watching Harry Carey. And, I, and prior to Harry Carey, was a guy named Jack Brickhouse who cried. When the Cubs lost games, like that team was in 1977, 78, they were horrible. And he would cry in, in June over a regular season loss that was, t- oh, they're going to regret this when I tell hey, hey. I mean, he had this call, hey, hey. And he'd get upset and he'd get so excited when there was a home run. He actually lived and died with the guy calling the game. I think Bob Brenly's got a case of that. I think he's kind of. Nuxall would just pass out by the seventh well, inning. He was, so he was drunk and had the, he had the twisties way before we knew what that was. <laughs> Fear strikes out. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, – that was Pearsall. The, uh, uh, was Nuxall the Reds guy? Yeah, yeah Pearsall was, was, was the drunk. And Marty Brenneman and Nuxall. Yeah. But I also liked Tom Brenneman because he was so by the book. Like, it was funny that such – he was the straight-laced everything. And he always had a guy next to him that was kind of half there. Yeah. With Cowboy with the Reds and Brenly here. They had fun, you could tell, but he was so by the book. And it was crazy that, you know, he'd get in trouble with players sometimes for, uh, you know, Tony Womack. 
Somebody's got to say something at this point. This guy's swinging at too many pitches. And the next thing you know, he's getting a meeting with Buck Showalter. And yeah. Tony Womack's mad that the booth is calling him out. And then he comes back and apologizes to Tony Womack. It's not my job to manage the team. And I'm like, oh, Tommy, say what you say. Your dad wouldn't do that. His dad fought Ken Griffey. I miss that. Broadcasts used to be awesome. Fun. Yeah, they used to be. They're fun. not fun. They're though. not at all. Like I would. Like I'm a baseball. Too many stats. I'm yeah. a baseball fan. I I get that baseball package every year. I love it. Even when the Cubs stink, I would be watching Sox games, or yeah. I'd be watching a team that like uh, Dodgers Giants stuff's been fascinating. Those two teams are playing out of their heads. I'd watch that. Um, I can't. I'm bo- like Vin Scully when the Cubs stunk and the Dodgers were good. I watched Vin Scully pretty much every night in the Dodger game, and he was kind of dry, but his stories were amazing. And you could call a game like nobody's business. That's all gone. Like, there's nobody good. They're all so afraid, and they're just running out stat after stat. It's like, this is boring. It's a math equation. I'm not interested. You don't, um, you're not into the college football part of it, but uh, pretty entertaining is that Gus Johnson. He's, he's become games. a caricature, though. Yeah. Like, he screams at everything now. It used to be he'd oh, get yeah. excited he's at big plays. Mr. Excitement. Now he's like, oh, there's a run for one up the gut. <laughs> it's a one-yard game, and then Gus. he's got the straight guy with him, Joel Klatt, yeah. most of the yeah, time. It's he's he uh, to me when he used to call pro games, he was fun, and now it's like, hey, Gus, you're the guy that's known to get excited over everything, and now he's overdoing it a little bit. But it's because it, I like the authentic. It's a part. good fit for college football, sure, because yeah, it's rah rah stuff. Yeah. Uh, and you're trying to get people amped up for a game of, between two teams that aren't going to be doing anything in three weeks. One of them loses the whole thing after their loss. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's it's different. But, yeah, the Peyton Eli thing was pretty interesting. And I didn't mind losing money. I would If, if it cost me 150 bucks every time the Ravens played for them to lose, I would gladly pay it every every week. The Ravens lose, but it's going to cost you $150. I'm like, who do I pay? Do you want a receipt? No, I don't even care to write this off. This is this is just going into a better fund. And you could just see oh, after face. that uh, uh, knee hit before the game, just going into overtime in that first score – the Raiders bench, even Gruden's like, no, oh, everybody's calling ripping. it back up yeah. because well, we you congratulate. Yeah, they're on the field saying and, it's over. Everybody's tapping. Yeah, good game. Stay healthy. Blah blah blah. And after that first sneak, that was interesting. Why not just just keep doing it? What's with the hard count? Tell you what, man. I watched this post game presser too. You know, it's like they say around here, man. It's not pretty. Just win, baby. And, the, and they're like, hey, how about like the 45 false start penalties and the miserable coaching job? Doesn't really matter now, does it, man? We won the game. That's really all we're here to do. We got a lot to mop up. And I was like, that's how you do it. He didn't answer a single question. Eli and Peyton led on with an amazing piece of analysis, too. And Eli's like, it's time the cat got out of the bag on this thing. The press always asked us after the game, what kind of halftime adjustments did you make? He goes, you know what we do at halftime? We walk the 58 miles it is to the locker room in these giant new stadiums. We grab orange wedges because the oranges are everywhere. They get oranges, maybe go to the bathroom, come out, and the coaches go, all right, guys, here's the plays we're going to run to start the second half. Just try to execute this and get out there. Zero adjustments are ever made at halftime. We've got like maybe (laughs) one minute of, of time before everybody settles down. He goes, it's a long walk. He goes, you got a minute of eating oranges, two minutes of eating oranges. And then he said, the only thing I remember at halftime is the second I felt like I could sit down, somebody would go, two minutes. <laughs> we got two minutes, so we got to get back out there. And Peyton's like, never made an adjustment <laughs> the whole career. Wow. Never, ever made an adjustment. We do that on the field. And it's like, uh, the media's got to stop asking us. Oh, they're going to get a 
They're going to get chewed out in half. <laughs> right. The coaches are going to have to make some – maybe the coaches – Get your oranges. Maybe the coaches go and adjust. The players don't know anything about it. They don't know anything about it. Yeah, the coaches are definitely meeting already. But right. Halftime adjustments. There aren't any. How about checking in throughout the game to Dutch Vader up there in the white suit? Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. Mark uh, Davis's hair, and he's sitting next to Charles Woodson, and oh, the two of them could not be – The best high fives like, in the game. It's ebony and the most ivory thing ever. He looked like Prince Valiant yeah. from Spaceballs. <laughs> that air. The suit. The all white. What's he? Th- it's like he had John Travolta's staying alive suit on. Yeah. And that hair. Prince Valium. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, he's an interesting animal. Well, the stadium looked great. And it was fun. Football's back. It's official. And I had a, my first bad beat. Derek Carr couldn't just get one inch over into the end zone. Would have been a $500 win. I said to uh, Dan before after the game. I said to Ronnie, "Like, how much do you think those slot machines are rocking from those people leaving the stadium and continuing the?" Uh, I maybe, wonder. I want. That's what I, I wonder was how much too. of it because uh, I mean, tons of people on a win. I would think they're like, let's go. Yeah, tons of people are were in town for it. You know, I don't know how many locals. The, the locals have got to be. But we were there. The the big mistake on that stadium is there's no freeway exit to it. So like, I guess it would have been there a long gonna, time. Locals are going to hate going down there. Yeah. Because they hate going to the strip and stuff. So I wonder how much of it's going to be spiffs from casinos to hand over to, to whales and stuff to get the good seats. 130 suites in that thing. They've got it's just loaded with high end <laughs> amenities. But I know the hard the hardcore Oakland people drove over and they made the trip. So. Yeah, it's just another reason to go to Vegas on a Monday. Nothing but 64 Impalas in the parking lot. There <laughs> was a lot else. of that. It was a section. <laughs> yeah. Raiders! Yeah, they, who needs an overpass <laughs> or an exit, Holmes? I'll park over here in my, my essays place. <laughs> he does, uh, you know, uh, interiors for cars, you know. And t- we'll park over there, man. The tailgate's nothing but trash can fire. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Although the new, the new Oakland is Los Angeles. That stadium's had two games with fans in it, and both times there's been a bloodbath fight. They had another one Monday night uh, in the concourse. Two dudes just beat the living crap out of each other. Blood all over the brand new SoFi floors. So let let LA be the new Oakland. They're very angry in Los Angeles. We can't figure out why. It's all kumbaya, let the homeless poop in the streets kind of thing. And I thought everybody was on the same page. But and today's is today the big recall election. I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the the Black Republican guy, Larry Elder, have that that. Person threw an egg at him dressed in a gorilla. Oh, oh yeah. And, oh, I saw it. Boy, if that was reversed, <laughs> if that was a Democratic candidate and one of the Proud Boys rolled up in a gorilla, a gorilla mask and tossed an egg at him, you'd have this would have never not Publicans been. Republicans at it again. This would have been a top story all day long. This kind of went away. You don't that to me. I'm like, oh, somebody's going to get in big trouble. Nah, eh, what are you going to do? They hustled him back into the car, but they were screaming terrible stuff and. Those you know those Democrats are getting to be super duper angry people. Oh yeah, and the Republicans have always kind of had that thing. That's why us in the middle we got to sit back and just wait for the fireworks. Maybe they'll kill each other off, and us logical normal middle thinkers that haven't taken a side because why would you? They're both insane. We'll kind of trudge through the center and go. All right, can we call them the Indians now? Can we do this again? AOC went to the Met Gala. That you know that lady wants to tax everybody who makes ten dollars or more a year. Uh, and she looked hot, smoking hot. And then she turned around in the back of her dress said, tax the rich. On the $10,000 yeah. dress? Yeah. And I'm, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. That dress was not cheap. 
<laughs> I thought the same thing. It's like that thing's. Ex- but she looked good. I'd tax that. As tax well. that ass. I would tax that ass. <laughs> you want to tax something? Let's tax that ass. And she's very angry about that. So sorry, the rich. Look lady. at her. I mean, she looks good. She's curvy. That's the closest thing she's going to get to a wedding dress, I think. Because <laughs> nobody's going to marry her. She's intolerable. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. She has no idea. I mean, that's well, just that. the epitome. Of- look at the curves on that congresswoman. Yeah. She looks good. Mm-hmm. I'd tolerate her views for a week or two. Who's this? I don't know. That Met Gala had a few good ones. Russell Wilson's wife. Oh, Russell Megan, Fox. That's Megan Fox. Oh, it is. Yeah, Russell Wilson's wife had a, a Russell dress on it. Really hot. Really? Yeah. It, was it his, said tax Russell. <laughs> number three. <laughs> Russell taxes this. <laughs> it was a nice thing. I don't get the Met Gala at all. The extravagance of the Met Gala from all the people telling We've us. We've been wondering yeah. about it. What, what is, what is it's it? It's like a week long. It's a fashion right? thing. Millions and millions of like dollars. there's like different nights. And it's all to celebrate each other. Millions of dollars go out the door, and they all make speeches about how they need to give more money to the environment. <laughs> uh, there needs to be more money towards schools. And I'm like, well, cancel this thing then. And, and all the money you would have used, put it. Uh, all right. Can no. I go to the Met Gala? No, nope. nope. you don't have the money. I just don't. Yeah, <laughs> there's no reason why. You, yeah, the you poor people like, can't get right. tickets to it, and that's all they talk about is we got to help these poor folks out. I'm like, all right, and it is for charity. They say the Met right, Gala, but, but only I, the ones who make the cut right. get to go. Right. Yeah, it's, it's a class thing to tell everybody how unfair it is. I, it's, this is why I ride the middle. I don't believe anybody on either side has any logic left at all. I'll just ride down the center, and you can call me Mamby Pamby Flip Flopper all you want. At least I'm not crazy been so giving. I've been going to the Met Gallery for years. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I've got a $38,000 dress on that I'm going to donate to these poor people. And uh, What are they going to do with that? Cut it up. Yeah, chop it up. Each chunk can be sold for $100, which you need to feed your family. I don't get it. I'll never understand it. And I'll get emails from people, well, for charities for both. Yeah, but don't you think it's a little self-serving to go look how beautiful I am and also philanthropic, but mostly beautiful? Just give, your, give the money to a thing. Why do you got to show up? It's not a thing. People wouldn't do it. Well, then they don't care that much, do they? If we have to have an event that makes everybody say, look at me or else, then it's not. Then they don't care about whatever charity they're given to. Because if they really cared, they just hand that money over and go, I don't Whatever need. money they're making, just cover their, their yeah. nut that they need and yeah. all the rest goes to But if charity. I said to you, Brady, the Humane Society needs a million dollars and you'd be like, well, what do I get? You don't really care about the charity. Then. Right. Well, I'll put an event on where you can look great. And then, like, your publicist will put pictures out of how amazing you are. And then uh, you'll get a ton of uh, attention, and then your money will go toward, oh, then I'll do it. But if I said, we're going to cancel it, and I'm still going to ask you for the money, and you're like, nah, if I don't get anything out of it, then you don't really care about the charity. Well, the funny thing is she's saying tax the rich, but her her dress cost 35 I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Somebody just sent me the article, 35 k $35,000 dress, tax the rich. And her first argument, well, you can tax me too. Okay. But the, do you see the, the thing, protect the poor, and you're in a dress that's worth more than they'll make in a year? How much does how much does she make, anyway? I think they make a couple hundred thousand. But it all goes to? 
Oh, that's poor. She does. She just takes her bartender wages and. They're, they're talking about her hair and oh, everything amazing. being done. It's like it. Look, she's I, 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 she's hot as sin. Something about her's got me. Yeah, if, if Nancy Pelosi's got great cans. At, yeah, but to yell down. Oh at yeah, you? even yeah. still, Nancy Pelosi's got great cans. If you want like an Evita figure, is what you're saying? Standing yeah, at the top yelling at the poor. I agree. I like her. I think she's smoking hot. I don't want to listen to her, but that goes for almost every girl with men. We don't want to hear your opinions. No, I definitely wouldn't want to listen to her. And you don't want to hear ours. But you tolerate them. And sometimes we're all like, wow, our opinions are meshing. It's too bad about your hair. That kind of thing. And that's what I've, I've had people say to me. Too bad you're bald because you've got some interesting thoughts that align with mine. But you're ugly. That's the that's frustrating fine. thing because all the old guys in the uh, government, well, but she'd be a wildcat in oh, bed, I bet. There is every ounce, Ooh. every one of those guys. I can't stand a single word that comes out of her mouth, but I love watching her walk out of my office. <laughs> No, it's, it's constant. They're old everything men. that you're. They're old men trying to go after, trying to prevent. Yeah, old white guys are watching her leave the office, going, "Man, oh man, that ass is nonstop." Because it is. She looks great. We can say it about Gavin Newsom all day. He's a handsome gentleman, great looking. I'm sure there's plenty of congresswomen that would tap Gavin's ass if gave him the opportunity. Saying the same thing about AOC. You want to tax this thing? Why don't you show me them taxing right about now? I, I think she's hot. I don't care about her politics. I've never cared about anybody's politics when it comes to hot. Hot outweighs thoughts and views. That's why uh, every man in his cadre of kills has one that's like, I couldn't stand her, but I kept going back. <laughs> I hated her. Oh, yeah. I had one in the mid-90s that was... Just a, a abhorrent human being. Just an awful. Ugh. The lights are out. But man, oh man, was that. It was a good, fun three weeks of just like, I can't. Every time I'm like done, I'm like, I'll never speak to this person again. I can't stand her. And then like 20 the minutes later, you get, a, you get a call and you're like, all right, uh, where are you at? Because <laughs> I got nothing to do and I'm by myself and this is working out nicely. I hate you, by the way. And she hated me, too. And we didn't get along at all. <laughs> I left her at a Burger King. That's the last time I saw her. Like, in the bathroom? Done? In the Burger King bathroom. I didn't I do knew it. I didn't do it. Grab in the biscuits? I, I didn't digital underground her in the bathroom, but we went. She went into the Burger King to grab something, and we left, and her friend was in the parking lot. I'm like, we done? We, this night's over? And she goes, I don't care. And I'm like, that's enough for me. And I just hopped in my car, and I left. I don't know how she got home or if she got home. She may be dead. <laughs> we that hated, night. We hated each other. But it was just this. Anger uh, hookup. She was a hostess at Tony Roma's for like an hour and a half and got like nobody liked her and she was booted. I loved firing her and I loved watching her walk out. I watched her all the way to the car and I'm like, God damn, she's an idiot. But I, I'm going to call her. I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going in on that. <laughs> Next thing you know, we're drunk at somebody's house. I'm like, it's a go. All right, we're going to do this. All right. And turn into Chris Collins. All right, Al, here we go. I'm going in, Al. And I did it, and then I'd like lay there and like, this is miserable. And then two days later, next thing you know, I'm sitting in some dirty apartment in Tempe going, what is going on? It's did it again. And it was magnificent. Now she's talking. It was a nightmare. That was my AOC. <laughs> John, AOC reminds me of the second coming of Jody Arias. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> she's got a lot of work to do to get there. But, Joe, look, that's how much we don't care about personality when it comes to the physical. 
I, every guy watch, and women don't. You, Scott Peterson had a line around the block for visitation, and let's let's get to meet Scott Peterson after he cut his wife's head off. Supposedly, still the jury's out on that. I think we thought Jody was hotter than her miserable crime, which is totally wrong. She's not. Yeah, because they always showed her in that picture in the bikini with the blonde hair and everything else. I went further. I, just, I saw I saw the honey hole. I saw her tied to that tree naked. I saw all of them. I, I sought it out. And by the way, I'm not the only one. The reason that's a national case is because of how she looked. An ugly woman murders a guy. Yeah. The world doesn't know about it. But she was smoking hot. And it scared us into thinking we've all banged a crazy hot girl. We've all had that girl we knew wasn't right. I had mine. If I left her to burn. Look out! Yeah, but they snap because we do terribly stupid things, like leave them at the Burger King when they're at their peak of anger. Yeah. Last I heard, the girl that I did these things with stabbed a guy in the. She's the one I always say he's fork in the hand. Yeah, yeah. She waited in the bushes for an ex boyfriend to come home. They hadn't been together for like a year and a half. Oh boy! I was between their breakup and this incident, and she stood in a bush. And when he came home, he went to put the key in the door, and out of the bush, this fork goes right into the uh, oh. back of his hand and stuck. She stuck it and just went crazy. Go devils! Yeah. <laughs> she, forked him. she forked him on the porch. And if I recall correctly, this gentleman uh, banged her again a couple days later with bandages on his hand when she came back and love-bombed oh. him with the apology. <laughs> That's a go-getter relationship there. Yeah. So anybody emailing me going, AOC could never... Oh, you'd bang that if that offered it up. And you'd probably be for like an hour and a half lying about how you want to tax the rich really, really hard. I want to tax everything. I, whatever you say while you're naked. till I'm done. Yeah. Once your clothes are back on, our views start straightening out again. But when you're naked, you can pretty much talk us into anything. Pretty much it. Pretty much anything. Look, you can save the world, but when you step into our $3 million mansion, there's <laughs> right. no politics, okay, babe? Zero, baby. Tax every room in this house. Uh, it's 616, but she looks hot in that dress. There's no denying that. And I think Nancy Pelosi's cans are the best 70-plus-year-old cans I've ever seen. She's got a rack on her. It's inappropriate to talk about these things, but if she's going to flaunt it, I'm going to look. That's how I say. She's got earlobes longer than my calves. Get long ears because she's 90, and that's what happens. Your ears get bigger. Uh, let's get a wake up song, shall we? 585 9800, a good one to start off this glorious Tuesday morning where the Ravens are down 01. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.